0: Blob Talk Radio I'm getting down to the sum of this The sum of that The sum of everything Come come, get 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 some Alright, welcome to another edition of Come Get Some I'm Chris C. Miami Six Man on your Twitter feed. You can also follow the show on Twitter at CSG here. Uh, not a lot of folks have picked up on that yet, or uh, following it, but you know, just the, the cool kids. Uh, but before we get on with part two, the long awaited, long overdue part two of my conversation with the legendary Charlie Adler, I want to address the 322 pound tarantula in the room. Uh, Yikes. And uh, when I was listening back to my interview with – my exclusive live, first live interview with Morgan Strebler last Thursday, I noticed – wow. I sure say wow a lot. Um, I did not realize this until I was listening back to the show, which is a testament to just how great a guest Morgan Strebler was. So I want to thank him again for coming on and being my guinea pig. Uh, First live interview. He actually um, had so many great things to tell, and there's so much more to tell he hasn't gotten through yet that really did wow me. Uh, So – and I hope he wowed you as well or else you're just probably dead inside. Uh, So anyway, um, I didn't get to do a proper wrap-up. We had so much to talk about, and he's got so many things going on. He indicated he wouldn't wouldn't mind coming on again anytime. Uh, So I'll have him next week. Uh, Just kidding. But he said it'll come at any time, and i sure there'll be plenty to talk about in future interviews uh, down the road here. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you all been waiting for this, and I feel bad that it took three weeks to get to the second part of Charlie Adler. But here it is more Charlie Adler's experience in the industry. Uh, a, lot, a lot of great insight. I could listen to him talk all day. Uh, we only get about 25 minutes of him today, plus 10 questions. I hope you really enjoy it uh one of my favorite people in the world here is part two of charlie Adler um and you you did your first audition for voice um I believe it was for Spike on the original my little Pony without a demo reel is that correct with what without a demo reel you did not have a demo reel for yes. the first audition for yeah
1: yeah i was I was living in New York and at that time, like i said there was no there was no um restriction on what you could do i I had access to an audition. It was just another audition as far as I knew. Um, I don't even remember where I went. I don't mean remember much about it. Um, I did it, I got it. It was my first animation thing. I was uh, the original Spike and um and in those specials, uh Tony Randall, uh and Sandy Duncan were the stars of it because they were they were done as specials. Then oh. I was then I was touring uh, a show that I had started on Broadway and coincidentally, I was uh, on the national tour, and we were in Philadelphia, which is an hour-and-a-half train ride to the city, New York City. And my agent called and said they're doing another My Little Pony special. So they scheduled my record on my dark day, which was Monday. I went in uh, Sunday night, stayed in the hotel, got up Monday, did, uh, did the record, didn't think much about it, had a great time. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And I, I understood that it really did use me. Um, pretty much as, as much as anything I'd ever done. It was great, great, right. fun challenge. And, um, weirdly the tour closed. I moved to California. Uh, I, I, uh, auditioned for an agent. I get this agent and the show, the, it got picked up for a series. And so I ended up recreating Spike for myself. But then they gave me the Tony Randall role. Oh, and we had done uh, My Little Pony movie and Danny's DeVito. I ended up doing my role, the t- uh, t- uh, Tony Randall role, and the Danny DeVito role in uh, in the uh, series. And it was just, it was great. And that was my, that I think at that point, by the time that series kicked in, I was already did my first series out here in L. A. in the Smurfs. So by that point, I was already in animation. I just didn't know how in I was going to be.
0: Right. Wow, you, you built an incredible career off of that, just that. I mean, it's un, it's unimaginable today to go to an audition without a demo reel, right?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I wish that I could be – I wish I were smarter about the business and I could be more helpful about it, but <laughs> – um, I'm not. I never have been. Um,
0: That's an amazing I ca- thing to hear you say. <laughs> Why is that? Is you wish you understood the business better. I mean, you've been doing well, it I really for how many years?
1: Well, the business element has never interested in me, interested me in particular, and my work interests me greatly. And um, I've gotten by, and I've also made some huge uh, mistakes business wise that were. Uh but that were artistically uh, appropriate for me and, and or personally appropriate for me. So, you know, y- y- people navigate their lives and careers differently. Sometimes you want, you make the business choice, and sometimes you don't. I have never been that great at making the business choice because that's never been my priority. And so the business prices I've paid – have been far less the than the human price I would have paid had I done it differently. So I know this about myself, and I'm fine with that. No, I don't. You can live
0: with I don't have. Yeah.
1: To completely live with myself, and that's very, very, very important to me. Is to is to know it, it, more than anything. I think it's to know who I am for myself, and the rest just falls into place. And you don't, as a result, you. You don't get everything you want, but even if you're a politician, you don't get everything you want. I'm a lousy politician, I'm not running for office. I'm a dumb actor. I just want to do be an artist I'm an artist, that's all, and the other stuff you have it or you don't right, right. So, uh, the, never the,
0: now i can now I
1: can give some business business advice based on my own bad choices great right, <laughs> <right. bad> choices. <laughs> But um, I, you know, I always say don't, don't. I think you really have to know what what is most important to you. And 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 once you know that, I think so much else in life, work, career, et cetera, falls into place. That's that's more important to me than anything.
0: Right. That's I mean, I look extremely respectable.
1: Go ahead. Well, I've, I've been at a jan. I mean, I, I dropped out of the business and became a janitor for three years in the height of my career in New York. I lived on a houseboat, and then I became a janitor, and I I, I I cleaned for three years. I, I lived uh, on a church grounds and took care of the grounds, and I just was out of the business for a while. And then when I, uh, you know, I had enough of that, um, that changed. I went back to work, and I had a whole different sense of myself, and I don't regret any of that, any of that. You know, the darkest times in your life are the times you learn the most Those are times you learn the most, and as uh, my mentor, best friend, Imogen Coca, you probably are all too young to even know who that is, uh, would say to me, "Any idiot can have a good time at a party. It's when the fields are fallow when you learn about yourself." And I think that's right. I think you learn the most about yourself when it's dry and there's no crops. Right.
0: Uh,
1: And you you become more than you thought you'd ever be. It certainly did that for me.
0: Right. I I I just hear all day and talk about, you know, uh doing what's right for you because as you, you, you're very inspirational when you speak about that and I appreciate that. Uh right. but, but I wanna ask you here, oh, no problem. I I do want to ask you here, uh do you have different inspirations for your voices? Do you pull from like nineteen sixties comedians? I feel like I hear hints of some things in, in your voices you do. Um I never think about the voice
1: ever. I do think about the character. I do think about what makes me laugh. And I think the traditions of vaudeville and the 1930s screwball comedies and mm-hmm. uh, the 1960s. For instance, a lot of the uh, animation performers were all from laugh and Second City. And there were so many, you know, brilliant comic, brilliantly comedic talents that all of their roots went back to the theater but translated to film or television careers wonderfully. But, yeah, I, I, I draw a lot of from sort of the uh, highbrow, lowbrow tradition of uh, um, everything that came before me. I have to say this because it does drive me crazy about um, different generations' perception about what they have to know to work. I feel very, very strongly, you know, if you're an art student, you are required to go to museums, you are required to understand art history and every style that came before you. And that's essential to me in terms of, uh, you know, knowing where you stand. I feel very strongly about that as an actor. I think if you don't know the traditions and the roots of certain styles and how the theater has evolved and how it evolved from vaudeville to burlesque to, uh, to, to Broadway to uh, touring shows, to radio uh, then to then to film then to television you 're missing out on amazing resources amazing resources, not just in terms of your own development and deeper understanding of what you do, but there are so many templates and so many great examples of brilliantly funny things that you learn from, and we all learn from one another so the short answer that was the long answer the short answer to your question <laughs> is yes. Of course. Of course I do. Of course, there's so <laughs> many people that I that I look at. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. I'm Go lousy ahead. at impress- I'm lousy at impressions. I don't imitate anybody well. But not everybody does. But if you if you get if you uh, get the essence of somebody, then mm-hmm. and let's say you know let's say you want to do uh, you have this wild idea that if you did it as Ethel Merman, it would be a funny character well you doing Ethel merman won't necessarily be Ethel merman it might be a very eccentric uncle but you get the right. sense of of what that is so you 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 borrow it you borrow it you process it through you and it becomes somebody new and 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 becomes your invention and an original character i mean for cow and chicken yeah uh, i was listening to um a little shop of horrors at that time uh uh and I I sing an hour before you know in my commute uh, an hour going in and an hour coming back just to keep my voice in shape and I forget what song it was but the song was going from Ellen Green to, to from from Audrey to uh, um, the boyfriend and I was singing both characters and right. I then went into the audition for Cow and Chicken, and Ellen Green was so in my head and what I loved about her was her innocence. What was funny about her was this unbelievable I think innocence is so beautiful and so funny to me in the face of terribleness um because it always thwarts the person who has you know is devious and manipulative, which is what the red guy was and here is Cal right. and the red guy, and so I stole, not stole, I borrowed a, a male's impression or idea of the center of gravity that Ellen Green did. It wasn't solely her or completely her, but it really informed me. It really made me pay attention.
0: Wow, that's, that's amazing. I, 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 it's so funny. I just, I'm just enjoying it because you, you have a lot to say, but everything you say has something behind it, and by the time you're done... I don't know what to say about it. It's Just you cover so well. You, you well, covered so you. well. Now, let me ask you, because uh, I'm 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 getting into voice acting. I'm going to start my classes, and I got to get a demo reel, and I got to get you know, I got to get my head in the right place. What's the best part of of, of voice acting? What what, what what do I have to look forward to? What, what, what's the what's the best reason to do it? You know.
1: Um, there's so many levels to that answer. Um, the my fellow actors are always so exciting and playful and I think for me it's the idea of that insane um, collaborative that we all share Um, it's a real feeding frenzy of crazy and creative I love that and um, there's such a, a symbiosis in a room full of creative crazy actors it's so thrilling and they always raise we all I think we raise each other's games all the time, so I would look forward to that um, and then I think the challenge of making material that is so not grounded in reality real is also right. something to be able to fully commit to something like that as if it is um is always to me kind of
0: a i like that I like that a lot. Oh, and yeah. what's the worst part of voice acting? Why should I? Why should I run with my tail between my legs?
1: I don't think anyone should run from anything. I think if you if you want to do it, then it's pointless to talk about my experience of negative events because they may not have nothing to do with yours. And and right. I don't think I don't think I don't think it serves anybody to say why well, you can't or shouldn't do something. I just think that you have to find your way through it. And, and you'll find out if you love it or you don't love it. You'll find out if it's suited for you or not suited for you. And um, that'll be that. And, no, I, 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 I won't take debate on that question because I, I think that, that that can be terribly discouraging. And it's only based on yeah. my experiences, and that's not fair to you. You have to find your own way in that through that one.
0: Yeah, I really like that answer. Actually, I probably should have put worst first and best second so we can bring it back around. <laughs> but but that's, I, I, I appreciate that answer. Um, you really,
1: you never really know what you're gonna find until you find it. It's true. It's true.
0: And I tell you, what, I see the progression with your career. You're doing more these days of. I mean, you're still doing your voice work. But you're still in a lot of production work, a lot of directing work. Uh, what made you go yeah. in that direction?
1: I saw that at the time of my career, the time that I was living in, there was a real glass ceiling. There was, a, there was a real punishment attached to doing what people would say, oh, he's in too many things. We hear him on everything. Whether or not they bought the product or not, we hear him on everything. It was like you were being punished for doing too well. And I thought, I don't like this. So I was at Klasky Chupo. I was in Our Real Monsters. Um, it was a wonderful family there. And Arlene Klasky and Gabor Jupp are still very dear friends, as are her sons, uh, 20 years later or more. And um, I was talking to the casting director, and and I said, I really think I want to – I'm interested in directing. I saw – I was being directed by people, and I thought, I could do that, and many of them I could do that better. And mm-hmm. uh, and I thought as an actor I had a, a language that some people didn't have, a skill they didn't have, which I find useful. Um, so I asked. and. I was teaching classes, which I still do. And I was teaching, and uh, the casting director, Barbara Wright, said to me, well, how could Arlene and Gabor see if you can even do this? I said, well, I teach a class. She said, when's your next class? I said, tomorrow night. And then they showed up. And then uh, the next week, they tested me on uh, Rugrats, and um, they gave me, I think, three episodes as a test. I, I passed their test, um, and then I directed that franchise in the Wild Thornberries and uh, as told, uh, I did the pilot of As Told by Ginger, uh, all the pilot pilots program there. Uh, I don't I can't, all grown up. Um, I did their franchises. I think I directed there for eight years. I won the Emmy for uh, directing Rugrats, so that was a whole oh, other yeah, event yeah. for me. Yeah, and then you don't, you know, you're, you're kind of an idiot if you go, well, I don't really want to do this. You kind of go where you are invited. And um, right. as it turned out, I really liked it. I liked it. I loved it uh, and ended up directing remarkable people uh, on wonderful projects that I'm very proud of, and it continues. And um, this year I'm doing a lot of acting, which I haven't done as much of because of the directing, but I'm, I'm sort of getting I'm sort of focusing back on it because I found that I missed it. I found that I missed it.
0: You love the acting; that's your passion, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah, my passion is whatever I'm doing at the time. But when I'm, you know, in the in the when I'm asked, like you just asked her, in the quiet of my mind, which is rare, I end up going, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I think I, uh, I think I miss acting definitely.
0: Oh, that's awesome. We we love hearing it. That's the thing. There was a time. It's opened up a little bit more, I would say. just I, I've only been even researching this for, like, months because I, I just got the hair about a year ago to, to start in the voice acting. But I've done some research, it seems like. The last 10, 15 years, it's opened up more. But for a while, it was the same people doing all the voices and all the cartoons and all the animated features. Does that sound about right? Well...
1: Sort of, but not completely, because, uh, you know, if I got in, and they were all the same people when I got in, and then when I was there for a couple of years, I heard I was one of the same people, and then other people got in, and they became one of the same people. So it was an evolving thing. I think what it felt like to a lot of people is there was some sort of magic. The magic was that the people doing it uh, were so facile and had such versatility that – it was – I realized when movie stars would come in and do guest roles that they were terrified. They could not – it was a very different experience and and a different way to act. And so I think that people just had this skill and were able to do it. Now, having said that, I mean, we're talking about – I started doing voice work uh, 32 years ago. In 32 years, now it's all new people, and the reason it's all new people is because there is – there's internet, there's video games, there's such a proliferation of work and an, and, and an availability for work that um, there, it, the doors have flown open for so many new people. And, and it's, it's kind of exciting. I mean, directorially and casting-wise, it's exciting for me. And then as an actor, it's always exciting to work with new people who knock it out of the park. That's so great. I don't want to work with people who, you know, don't don't enjoy their work, don't, don't love what they're doing, and don't bring anything. So that, right. you know, I, I I I don't believe, and that's the other thing. That's one of the things I would say to you: is don't do that. Don't even consider that, Chris, um, that it's closed shop or you can't do it. It's the same people. Yeah, it's the same people for a reason. So look at the skill level, look at the skill set, um, and that should be the bar that you reach for. Let that inspire you, as opposed to discourage you. Let it be the Absolutely. bar. Let it be one of the bars that sets you. And and, and that, that's a whole other event that to me is much more valuable. Much more valuable.
0: Absolutely, oh, I agree with you. That's, that's how I look at it. I actually I want to believe that it's the same people. So I know that there's there's room for me to, to punch my way in. You know what I mean? To sort of squeeze in there, slip yep. in, show somebody something, and, and you know make an impact in the industry. And everybody who's in.
1: Has a different story about how they got there. I mean, yeah. there's not one story that's the same. Not one story is the same, and that's exciting to me too because that that also tells me the 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 breadth of what the possibilities are, that you you can find your way in, and as everybody has, and as the business changes, and as there's more uh, YouTube and there's more homemade stuff and. There's more that kind of stuff. You have a whole other uh, tools tools to, to, to you know to play with to get in. That's great. That's that's possible, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That would make it possible. Chris, you're going to hate me, but I have to get into my job, um, which starts in seven minutes.
0: Okay. Can I hit Can I hit ten questions with you real quick? It's a Think Fast Ten Questions. Yep. It's just uh. Yep. Real quick, and then you get one pass yep. if you need it. Okay. All right. So Think Fast Ten Questions, Charlie Adler. Uh Charlie, think fast number one, there's bad people who are racist or just racist people.
1: I think racism is the ugliest thing on the face of the planet.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I think I think good people can become racist or be racist and not be aware of it. And bad people are also racist. And I think racism doesn't discriminate. <laughs> I no, just think it's, 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 it's a funny way to say it, but true, yeah. It's the ugliest evil, and it persists. Do not. I, I'll never. I'll never get it. That's my shortest nope. answer I can give on that one. Ahead, uh, I'm with going. you
0: as well. Number two. Think fast. True or false? If it means saving this country, you'll go ahead and become president. If it means saving Say it this again? country. True or false? If it means saving this country, you'll become president. Is that true of me? You're asking. Yeah. Uh, false. False. <laughs> okay. Number three, true or false? Twitter is growing on you. True. Number four, true. Uh, Kanye West is he a genius or sociopath?
1: I I am so unaware of him. I think because I'm aware enough that if I delve any deeper, I'm not going to be happy <laughs> with that waste of my time. So I I have no I have literally zip awareness of him, and I think it's best that I keep it that way. Based on what I've heard.
0: I, I like that answer. Number five, think fast. Uh, Dollar talk can earn your support by?
1: Disappearing.
0: I love it. Number six, think fast. Cookies or cupcakes? Cookies. Number seven, when it's all said and done, Charlie Adler wants to be known for? My spirit. Love it. Number eight, uh, planet or Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Think fast number nine. Charlie Adler says, "Always remember
1: <laughs> I bet you're gonna forget it."
0: In <laughs> <laughs> Think Fast number ten, what do you think of that? Come get some host.
1: Now, is that you? Oh, I had a great time.
0: <laughs> oh, I had a great Chris.
1: Chris, I really had a, I really had a great time. I really, really did. And you were thoughtful and generous and. Um, I'm rooting for you, and I really enjoyed these 45 minutes. I really did. And uh, thank you for inviting me, and you were terrific, really smart questions. And it was a great conversation, and I thank you. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. I appreciate it. Real quick, what's your Twitter account? Uh,
1: Charlie underscore Adler. it's It's at Charlie underscore Adler. I think they're all lowercase letters. Just yes,
0: follow him, follow him, follow him. Let me say, Charlie Adler just followed you back recently upon this interview uh, arrangement. Even if he doesn't follow you back, he is—you are great with people, and you are um, one of the more relatable people in the industry. We really, uh, anybody who knows you or of you appreciates you, Charlie. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for saying
1: that. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Okay. You too.
0: For a special Fido, come get some Fido, 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 Fido. All right, so that was Charlie Adler, but I got a special announcement. Uh, by the way, thank you, Charlie, and what a great guy! A special announcement: come get some. You can now listen to it live, twelve thirty p.m. Eastern time, on BlogTalkRadio.com. But you can also find it now, archived on iTunes. That's right. If you have the iTunes app, which is free on your phone or device or on your computer, you can also download iTunes for a regular Windows PC and use it. You can find, come get some, just do a search, and when you find it, click on the logo, and you can rate, subscribe, review. Please do. Let me know I'm not talking to myself here. I know there's listeners because I see the numbers. They're inspiring and encouraging. Just let me know that you're listening and you like what you're hearing. If you don't like what you're hearing, I mean, I know you don't like what you're hearing, but save that for like CGS here at gmail.com. Not, I'll you know, tell everybody two stars now. Anyway, next week I'm excited about my next guest. She is an actress who has been doing this for 30 plus years. You might have seen her if you were a big fan like I was of the show Chuck. She played Morgan's mom, uh, Bologna uh, for season two of Chuck. She was awesome one there. She also co-starred in the movie The Big Wedding with the likes of Robert De Niro, Patricia Arquette, the late great big inspiration of mine, Robin Williams. This was uh, this was a great interview. I've already uh, recorded it. You're gonna hear it next week uh, with Patricia Ray, uh, awesome lady. You're gonna get the real deal. You're not gonna get some kind of uh, shiny, happy, glossy uh, fakeness or anything like that. You're gonna get the real dope. What it's like. Uh, what what the acting world is like. How residuals work—the whole thing. She's an awesome guest. We had a great time, and she's a great friend. So please listen in next week for that. Until then, that about sums it up. I'm getting down to the sum of this, the sum of that, the sum of everything. Come, on, come, on. yeah, yeah, yeah